This is Financial Standard, the definitive source of news, thought leadership and analysis for Australian wealth management professionals. Financial Standard. Take the lead. I'm Cassandra Baldini with Financial Standard. Last year saw managed accounts rise in popularity amongst advisors and their clients. With us today to shed some light on the growth and explain if we can expect it to continue is State Street ETF model portfolio strategist, Sinead Schaefer. Sinead, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. According to recent research, 53% of financial advisors are now using managed accounts. That's up from just 16% a decade ago. Why do you think more advisors are opting to move towards managed accounts? And what are the benefits? Yeah, so it's it's a really great statistic and I think um, what's interesting, um, so actually for the first time in 2022 is that the first year that we've actually had here in Australia, um, more than half of the financial planning market using managed accounts. So it's, it's a really exciting time. Before I probably um, look at the trends driving um, users to, to use these structures, it's probably um, easy to touch on the benefits first. So I think there's probably some that are, that are quite well known, things like you know, the reduced compliance burden when you have these in your business, um, the fact that they're transparent structures, so it's easy for clients to see what they're holding, um, and other things like the reduced operational risk because, you know, the trade is managed at one level, then a single client by client level. So they're kind of some of the more well-known benefits. Things that are kind of coming to the forefront more recently in terms of benefits would be access to institutional management, generally at no additional cost. Um, so, the idea that, you know, advisors are benefiting by working with these larger firms or larger businesses that provide um, investment advice and they're able to use their resources, um, their expertise um, and offer that to their end investor. So that's a huge benefit, which is allowing them to enhance their value proposition overall. So we actually did a study, a global study for everyone who's essentially using managed accounts and offering them to their, their investors. And we spoke to the end investor and we asked them, you know, what do you think of your advisors since they've used managed accounts or all model portfolios? Um, and 88% of investors said that their advisor was able to focus on what matters most. So that's a huge benefit to an advisor that they're able to service their clients and give them what matters most. Wow, that certainly does seem like it. Yeah, so, so I think then like the more people use these and the longer that they're using them, they're realising more of these benefits. It's it's just kind of that propelling that growth even further um, and that's kind of that trend moving towards it. Another thing is like if you think about what's happened in the last 10 years here in Australia, people are looking for more time, whether that be because regulation is, is you know, making it, you know, more cumbersome to offer advice and requiring more things when you do that with your clients. So you're needing to find times in other areas of your business. Managed accounts are giving, you know, advisors, I think, 15 hours plus in their week, um, <laughs> which is pretty huge. And I think that's driving the, the trend to, to wow. growth as well. well. Well, speaking of sort of trends or perhaps previously perceived as such, there has been a stigma in the in the past, that managed accounts are really for high net worth individuals. However, the investment option is becoming more attractive amongst millennials. Why do you think that is? And is there any other trends that we can expect to see this year? Yeah, so I think that that's that kind of historical uses for the high net worth. But it's, you know, the data showing us that the average balance size, is, it's coming down. And mm. um, I think that's because um, advisors are actually favouring these for those those lower balance clients. Um, because 
It's allowing them to efficiently, you know, offer structures to, to a large range of clients um, and they're learning through, first of all, using them for the high net worth. So it's transitioning downwards as, as they're using them more and more. Beyond just the lower balance, so you go, you know, we had, I think it's about a third are using them for their SMSF clients um, and mm-hmm. like close to 40% are using them for retirees. But as we're starting to have, you know, those younger investors using them, um, we're going to have things like potentially ESG coming through. So generally the younger investors are asking their advisor, you know, how can I, you know, have ESG exposure in my investments. And so I think then that naturally will go to the people offering managed accounts being asked of them to to help advisors um, with that proposition and what we can do here in the ESG space for managed accounts. I know we we spoke about this last time I saw you actually. Uh, The US has been a bit of a leader in this space. Are we still vastly behind the curve when it comes to uptake in managed accounts? Yeah, so I think I saw a number uh, maybe a week ago. I think it's something like two trillion dollars are sitting in, in you know model portfolios <laughs> over there. So it's it's pretty significant. Wow. Yeah. When you look at us, we're, you know, at, you know, 136 billion and, you know, so it's, it's it's slightly smaller. But I think that comes down to the size of investable assets between the two regions as well. Um, sure. I don't think we're behind as such in growth. I think that we're still having pretty good growth. You know, in 10 years, number of people using them has gone up by 300%. So that's pretty significant. Um mm-hmm. And if I look at like assets that was in 2019, it's somewhere around 70 billion. It's now, you know, 2022. When you look at those numbers, it's 136 billion. So we're still getting the growth. Um, it's just that, you know, the US potentially have a larger size to start with and also historically potentially started them a little bit earlier as well than we have. So the regulation is driving everyone here to really kind of use these efficient structures. And so, so that's mm-hmm. kind of why maybe our growth started somewhat a little bit later. Right. Okay. So that's kind of maybe why it's taken us a little bit longer to favour managed accounts. Potentially, yes. Yeah. I think that the last 10 years of everything that's going on in Australia is more of that perfect storm that's driving that growth more recently. And I guess given your experience, is there anything that the US are doing in this space that you think should be implemented or could be implemented here? Um, in terms of like the, the things that the product providers, when I think about you know us in the US, what we're doing over there um, and what we might see here or product providers or advisors can ask their partners to, to think about um, is that inclusion of, of digital assets is being considered. So, you know, crypto is now being considered to, to sit in a managed account. The blending of active and passive in that in that one kind of portfolio is something that's coming to the forefront. I think a lot of using, you know, managed accounts as a core satellite, why can't it all just sit within, you know, rather just the core be the managed account? Can it not just sit in one structure? And then ESG as well. Um, but beyond investments, um, a big thing here that, that, that I think we'll see you know, and learn from the US is, is content. And so it's the provision of end investor information. So when advisors put these into their business, um, we, you know, you want to make sure that there is easy to, to, to digest for that end investor. So rather than create complicated commentaries that, 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 you know, may only be understand by a very, a very small amount of your investors is making it digestible. Is it a video that, that, you know, your partner and your investment managed account partner is giving you? Um, and that's a lot of what's happening in the US at the moment. And people are spending, you know, a lot of money investing in, in that kind of support so that they can partner with with their advisors in the way that they need to be supported. And, and finally, what kind of growth do you think we can expect in 2023? In, in terms of, of the numbers, I think that, you know, we can continue to see that, that, that growth that we've experienced in Australia and in the US. 
growth, I think, will actually occur in the way that people use models. So um, I think you'll see a lot more of outsourcing investment selection. So people now may use managed account for a for a part of their book, but still choosing to do it for some. They may modify a managed account slightly, so still having some investment oversight. But outsourcing, I think, will grow. It's actually what's growing in the US. Um, they, they're saying that the addressable market there is close to $8 trillion of people doing it because that they're realising it allows them to, to do what matters most to their clients. In Australia, outsourcers who do managed accounts at the moment get 19 hours back in their week versus 15. So I think naturally the more that these get used, people have more comfort around outsourcing that and, and realising the their value proposition may not necessarily, you know, be an investment selection or it may be through the investment selection and that partnership that, that you work with a managed account provider. So I think that's kind of where we expect um, the trend to kind of head towards here in Australia. Thank you so much for explaining that to us today, Sinead. I really appreciate you coming on. No, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to this Financial Standard podcast. For more information, visit financialstandard.com.au. Please keep in mind that the information discussed in this podcast is general in nature and does not consider personal circumstances. Reliance should not be placed on any content without further independent financial research and advice. 